Hey guys, welcome to episode two of the Luminous Podcast. We just finished up the Smode Masterclasses here at the labs, spending the week with a bunch of amazing people from all over the country, all here to learn about the same cool platform. Tonight I got to hang out with Cynthia Cardenas. She's a performing visual artist based out of Nashville, Tennessee. She tells me about the Nashville new media art scene and her ongoing collaboration with one of the composers and instrumentalists with Bela Fleck and the Flecktones. With a background in music herself, she walks me through the VJ scene in the South. We talk a little bit about her background as an artist, the challenges that she's dealing with as a woman in the scene, and the artistic processes that applies to live performing visual artists. Uh, you're in town from Nashville, Nashville Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. And you are a VJ. You're mm -hmm. a VJ out there. Yeah. And that's actually why I was interested in having you on a podcast and talking about what it's like to, to VJ in that scene. You know, it's like the South and that's a, an area that I personally don't associate with like the VJ scene. I see. Yeah. Um, so, well, Nashville in particular, it's like, it's music city, you know, it's, of course. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities and different opportunities because there's various niches, um, you know, from specifically if I stay focused on like, um, VJing, you know, you've got the techno scene that's growing. Um, there's the bass, you know, bass music, EDM, there's, um, but then there's also like rock bands and, and other indie bands that might dig having like the visual, the production side. Oh, interesting. So you VJ for like, um, like rock. Yeah. I mean, my band was a, uh, we were a um, progressive like fusion band and I would do, you know, I would make sure we had visuals on our sets, um, you know, with all this like, again, just like progressive tech uh tech music, you know? Um, yeah. So, um, and I'll do, I basically got into it to do my own sets because I'm a guitarist. So, um, so I really wanted to have a visual aspect to, especially a solo show. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what really, you know, started me on this uh, path and has led me here, you know? <laughs> yeah, because you came from the music world. That's what right. you were saying before we started recording. Mm -hmm. So you're a musician by trade or by yeah, yeah I grew up you know playing um I decided to stick to guitar uh I study other instruments um and uh, back home in Laredo Texas so um so lots of art there also and uh, so anyway so I came ended up in Nashville because I play guitar and I decided to continue studying that. There's actually a longer story, but I won't get too into that. Yeah, you can get um, into it or not. It's up to you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, so anyway, I ended up staying in Nashville and just kept studying guitar uh, with one of my teachers, uh, Reggie Wooden, who's actually really expanded my like views and music and was he like a music teacher? Oh yeah, 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 yeah extraordinary player and teacher. Yeah, and um, isn't that funny how it's like having a good teacher is almost it's like your so much of your life path is determined by the people who like encourage you in a positive way yes, when you're young. Absolutely. Like I yes. had that with physics and with like science, and like a physics teacher who was like, "Oh yeah, here play with electronics." Right. I'm like really? Yes, <laughs> and actually, you know, I teach on a daily basis, so it's like that's what I feel like my job really is is like to be that encouraging factor in, you know, whatever they decide to do, but, um, 
you know, especially music and fitness and wellness, because that's what I teach. But um, just being like an encouraging voice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I find that so important. And, um, you know, and when you don't have that, it's like you really realize the value of it once it actually shows up. You know, don't you think that's why so many kids are so fucked up? Because because like the, (laughs) the parents are like, or, you know, it's like I feel incredibly grateful to have the parents that I do. And now that I'm grown up and I'm like looking around and I'm like, oh, shit, I could have been so much. Yeah. Because it's like having a bad parent just fucks you up. Yeah. It's like, you know, they're your leading example, like your first kind of worldview, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're, you know, they help kind of set that up for you. Did Um, you have encouraging parents? Yeah. My mom's super, super supportive, like has always been very supportive of what I do, like, you know, um, even though, again, we're not like, you know, I live far away, you know, I live like a 20 hour drive. So, yeah. But, um, so I don't is that, is, that, is Nashville often. 20 hours from Laredo? Laredo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so funny because it takes so long to get out to the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you know, it was like a five day trip across the country. I drove out originally when I first moved out to the oh West Coast. Oh my goodness, Coast. that's right. Because you're from uh, Boston. Boston. Yeah. Yeah. But like a circuitous oh my route to get here. Yeah. 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 But I actually came, I came from Asheville in North Carolina. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. yeah. I go there often, actually. Do you really? Really often, yeah. It got so yuppie. <laughs> what happened to it? <laughs> like, 10 years ago, it was such an artist mecca. There was, like, all these just, like, that, independent yeah. artists mm-hmm. who right. were... All kinds, too, right? There mm-hmm. was, like, there were, like, clothing... I dated this girl who had a company called uh, Recyclone, mm. right? And her whole thing, she was a clothing artist. And her whole thing was like, she would go to a Goodwill, she would grab a bunch of clothes, chop them up into pieces, and she used a Up-cycle, serger yeah. to surge shit back into like, into, you know, ran, it was the coolest clothes, the yeah. coolest, most unique clothes. And uh, yeah, I just feel like that's totally, that's, like, really uh, cool. that's uh, indicative of Asheville. You yeah, know? So you got right, all these like right. weird artists who are just like weirdos doing weird <laughs> stuff. Yeah, kind of like here, you know? <laughs> Kind of, kind of, well, so we were talking about this yesterday and I think that there's like, there's a lot to, there's a lot to unpack about the Bay Area art scene because there's a lot of, um, the art scene here is really like a, it's like a a scene, you know, and there are like, there are egos and there Mm -hmm. are personalities and there's money involved and there's like status and so all that gets mixed in into this into a scene i mean that's mm-hmm. what a scene is you know it's just like the mix of like ego of a lot of people who are trying to be cool or whatever yeah yeah <clears throat> i mean you know with again because music is like the mecca in nashville so there's all kinds of different scenes and i think the biggest draw is like you know a lot of people think it's just country music but it's a lot more than that you just got to look in the right places mm. um there's a big like DIY, the DIY scene's definitely growing. Like, is there really? Oh yeah, synthesizers. That's awesome. Like, and that's where again the VJing stuff comes in handy too. Um, uh, they're almost like distant cousins. Yeah, I feel like you can't have one without the other. Yeah, you well, know? Or one gives like, birth to another. Almost. Or, or yeah, you know what I mean. It's it like can. it can because I actually scene. with my multimedia sets, I'll trigger my visuals with my synthesizers. Yeah, you know. Right, so, and it's like. Uh, they're both art forms. They're both like technological right. art forms. Yeah, right. Tech, you know, like yeah. the maker scene 
it's very techy, but it's still, it's like being creative with mm-hmm. like technology and VJing is being visually tech, be, being visually creative with, through technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. And, um, so, but then, you, but then also in the VJ thing, you've got like the analog people like that. Oh you my know, God, you I know, know, dude. So that's where yes. I came from. Okay. Like, yeah. Back in the day, I got into this whole Oil, scene. like projectors or something? Or? No, not that old. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, like cameras, cameras and TVs, video feedback, analog mm-hmm. mixers. So I used to have the, Ed- right. the Edderall V4. <laughs> yeah. It was a, a four-channel analog mixer. Mm-hmm. And we would, we would do um, analog feedback loops. Right. So we'd yeah. take the output of the V4, we would go through a color corrector, mm-hmm. go back into a channel, and we would just like make weird acid-induced trippy oh interesting (laughs) (laughs) yeah so there's there's a little bit as far as i know there's a little bit of that in nashville definitely but yeah like as far as like the visual arts stuff it's like i've seen from like again oil projectors like old school they'll have like racks of gear oh yeah you know and then uh (laughs) but then we'll show up with like maybe some stage props in our laptops or bigger rigs like computers or something and um you know, yeah. and it's just two totally different, um, not totally different, but yeah, definitely different aesthetics. They are, you know, and they're, they're very, it's two different schools of thought. Yeah. So, you know, I got to meet Joshua, Joshua White mm-hmm. the, of the Joshua Light Show. Uh-huh. Right. And he, he's like old now. He, he was, do, he did all like the Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, oh, like snap. oil painting or whatever. Yeah. And he, um, he had a residency of sorts at the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors. Alex and Allison Gray's place in New York. And I met him when the chapel was in New York City Mm -hmm. um, before they moved it out into like upstate New York. But um, he was like, he had like done the VJ thing, gotten into broadcast television, spent his career doing like broadcast production. Okay. And then like when I met him, he was getting back into VJing and like doing his oil art thing, but doing it with like modern digital electronics. Heck yeah, dude. Super inspiring. Yeah. I was like, like dude, so basically like a video capture. You're a legend. Like taking like a video capture. Yep. Yeah. And like, leaking. he had like yeah, a video I camera mounted up there and like, wanna was doing do the oil that, thing. I see, I've seen like kid koala do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, Talk about Kid legends, Koala, Kid but, Koala. Yeah, but well, really, his, the artist, I, I don't want to give, you know, because it was a, a uh, what's her name, Kar- Karina Blue or something like that. Um, Is that her, his that's DJ? The vis- that's, yes, that's nice. who was doing the oil, and, not oil, it was actually like food products, and she's like <laughs> blending them with colors somehow, and it just looked like, you know, galaxies, you know, it was beautiful. Cool, and, yeah, um, I love that aesthetic. I bet they had it projection mapped. Um, on like stage props, you know, like a modular like stage prop. Yep. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's pretty cool. So that that was actually right before. Well, how long? Maybe, like right. Yeah, right while I was getting into the visuals. Like I've I've actually only been on it within a year. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been like significant progress and growth, <laughs> and it's like all I've been kind of focused on. Like I kind of my band was on a hiatus and we broke up, mm-hmm. so I just really just focused all my attention on this. Like you know, we used to practice two to three times a week. Like you know, I'd be thinking about the music, writing the music, but I kind of just you know that just had to I had to like take a break and you gotta have an outlet. Yeah, and and exactly, and it like I focused everything on. Um, this VJ and well visual art stuff because yeah we've done other it's stuff. It's so funny because that's like 
that happened to me. It did. <laughs> like when I was yeah. like 18, I remember when I first saw like a, a VJ, right? Yeah. And um, I was probably 15 years old and I went to a, uh, do you know the Crystal Method? Do you know uh -huh. that band? Yeah, actually, actually, yeah, my buddies, uh, the, again, the guys who like kind of showed me like the ropes and like v, live VJing. It's a uh, this guy from I'll name the two uh, kind of groups. It's the Southern Demon Herd, um, Zach Lerman. Southern Demon Herd, yeah. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> they're like an art collective, or where I don't know, but they're still. I have uh, to look them up later. <laughs> yes, you can. But Zach uh, showed me a lot of uh, stuff. He kind of like again just showed me how to VJ, and they actually did. Um, him and Charlie from uh, Further Forms, they did, um, they VJ'd for the Crystal Method, and I was there. Like, I think I helped a little bit, maybe. Maybe I just, like, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, like, um, I mean, I do remember. I, not that, like, I got, like, messed up or anything, because I don't, but, um, <laughs> so, let are me you, just make that confessing? clear. <laughs> let me just make that clear. <laughs> no, I, um, but anyway, I was there, and they were VJing, and, like, and we were all there, you know, mm -hmm. basically working that show it's funny because yeah. like years and years later um, yeah. in florida because i went to school at full sale in florida mm -hmm. but I, I got to vj for the crystal method and oh, it tight. was yeah well it was super disappointing because i don't know if they were like going through a phase in their their career or whatever but they were shit-faced and i oh, mean no. just like sloppy fucking drunk yeah. and this is at ultra ultra oh, music wow. festival in miami i don't remember what year it was yeah. but it was like it, it must have been like 13 years ago 10 mm -hmm. years ago, but they were so wasted. And I was just wow. like, man. <laughs> yeah, just disappointed. Come on, guys. <laughs> well, it was it was just uh, one guy now. Crystal Method is just one guy now. Right. It's, oh, uh, it was it I mean, was I couldn't two. tell you his name. Yeah. yeah I don't know him either. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it was just one dude doing doing the thing. And it was cool. Like, it actually got, you know, it was, it was good. It felt good, you know. Good. It was, yeah, it was a good time. That's what actually, their music got me into electronic Electronic music. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, when I was in, uh, when I was in New Hampshire, saw Crystal Method, I was like, and I saw their VJ mm -hmm. and it was like, I like intrinsically got it. I'm like, oh my God, this guy is dancing with video. That is the coolest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I had no idea like what it was called or how to do it or anything. Right. Yeah, totally. And like fast forward after college, I like met a group of VJs in Boston. Hell yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, teach me your teach ways. Teach me everything. Yeah. And yeah, it was the totally. same thing. I just like got obsessed. And I was like, I was <laughs> yeah, all about it was VJing. Like, yeah, that it's just you're taken in. It's yeah. like, yeah. Basically, but I just, I really just, because the way I found it, I could tell you actually, because um, I was messing with Ableton. And so there's a plugin called Reactor. Yep. Yeah. And so in Reactor, you can go under the hood and get into like the patchwork flow. Mm -hmm. Right. You, you wow. look at. Uh, well, isn't that like, uh, that's like Max MSP. Derived, yeah. Yeah. Right? They, 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 yes. Max. Um, that yeah. was another way I was trying to get it, but I had some kind of bugs and I wasn't able. Once I found the initial thing, I was trying to go into Max, uh, Max for Live. And I got some stuff, actually. I did. Um but the way I initially found my first like audio reactive visuals, I was on the phone with a friend and I was like, yeah, I'm just like really going for this audio reactive thing. You know, I want mm -hmm. some reactive visuals in my sets, you know? Yeah. And then uh, he's like, he's like, oh, well, I, I know how to do that. I can, I can tell you. And then, so basically he like guided me through like 
loading in like imp inputs and multipliers inside of a reactor and then um, you know turning off some other effects and then boom I was able to like get some autoreactive visuals in reactor that's awesome <laughs> yeah and then um, from there it led me to um, Jit, uh, what jitter. was it called? Jitter. Yep. Is, that's an Ableton plugin. Well, it's Jitter um, is the visual portion of Max MSP. Okay. So, so maybe is yeah, like this the visual this, engine. Was it Jitter? Um, it was this guy who basically created like a, a plugin for Ableton, hmm. basically like um, through Max for live, and then um, so I got my first like visuals through there. The next step was to like output them into a projector. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how to like what to look for, you know, then that's when I somehow met Zach that I mentioned earlier. And then I was like, okay, so what kind of projector is that? You know, and then what, so what, you know, so anyway, then that's when it all started. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, that's how I kind of fell into it. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Jitter and Max were like, so before they were part of Ableton, they were like their own thing and they yeah. kind of got absorbed. Interesting. But a lot of my, VJ friends from back in the day, back in Boston, they were Max MSP, like super, super oh, nerds. nice. Wow. And so we were talking about like um, divisions of styles, mm -hmm. right? I find that like there's a style of VJing that you'll encounter, right? Yeah. Um, and a style of audio too, but people who are very, very, um, like their art is their tool that mm -hmm. they use. Do you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. super, super focused on the tech. Right. And um, <clears throat> I find that like like software like Max MSP or mm -hmm. uh, Touch Designer, yeah. there's a lot of artists who will like fall into it and they'll like, it's almost like the focus is on the tool more so than the art that's the art being displayed, yeah. which is totally cool. And there's like a lot of people who are just like a lot, most of the brilliant artists I know are in that category. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> you know it's like we were talking about at lunch. Um, what was it that you're like kind of limited by the tools, tools you, know. you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, you know, because it's like then, you know, it's like, but you're, um, but it can work the other way where your imagination can like unlock or like be like, okay, I want to do that. But if you don't know how to do that, right? it's like, that's where you might run into, you know, that's why it's a good thing uh, Vin Vincent's here. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you know? absolutely. It's a good thing we're doing this uh, class. Well, I have a theory that like, Creativity needs boundaries, right? Mm -hmm, and right. creativity can really like flourish inside. Limitation. A, yeah, inside a set of limitations. And Florian and I were talking earlier about how like that limitation for like most artists starting out is is money. So mm -hmm. they're forced to be creative with the tools that they, and resourceful based on the tools that they have access to. Mm -hmm. And I find that like I think that platforms like. Max MSP and Touch Designer offer so many possibilities that it's almost like you can get lost in the possibilities. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like there's oh, so many directions Ableton you could dude. go. Yes. Like, that you lose focus on like, okay, what am I trying to do? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm trying to make music. Right. right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's like, you can do so much and um, yeah. And it's like, really, I was just, I was just trying to make, make music, you know, but I ended up falling into this rabbit hole and but I love hole, right? it though. It's like, I'm happy to, to be doing it. Cause I've always wanted to paint. I have always wanted to paint, but I really, when I was younger, I was only really good at tra tracing. I was like phenomenal at tracing, but as far as like creating something. So that's why like the projection mapping is like so awesome for me because it's like you're essentially tracing yep. but but like you got to be really good at it you know yeah. like if you want I mean 
to you know if, depending on what level you want if you want to be at a good level it's like yeah you hold yourself to a standard yeah you know but uh, it's and it's just it's like i can finally paint with like di- in a digital means mm-hmm. without the mess without the art supplies without you know so do you know who android jones is andrew jones uh, it sounds familiar. Rings a bell. Well, look him up later. Uh-huh. He's um, he's a he's like a visionary artist or whatever. He's uh-huh. a digital artist, um, and he became like a live visual artist, like mm-hmm. doing visual, like VJing. Uh-huh. And um, he had this show called the the Android Jones Experience. The oh, interesting. Where he would do live projections on his uh, his girlfriend at the time, Phaedra. So she would dance and he would be painting using a tablet, Wacom tablet, that he held like a guitar. So he had this thing on like, like strapped onto his neck like a guitar. And he was like, like playing this fucking Wacom tablet like a guitar. Interesting. And the visuals that were coming out, it was all, um, it was like his own graphics cut out on black backgrounds. And he was shooting them out of a particle engine. Wow. Um, right. So it's hard to explain, but if you look it up, you'll see. And it's just like, it was an effect that no one else had seen before that he yeah. created from scratch. And it oh, was incredible. definitely inspired by, by his painting, by his love of painting. Wow. You know, his, like his, it was just so unique. Yeah. That's really interesting. Was it like a MIDI controller? Was it? No, I it was mean, a Wacom tablet. So a Wacom okay, tablet gotcha, is like gotcha. a, you know, like a drawing tablet. Oh, gotcha. 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 Okay. Yeah. Right on. And then he was outputting that. Exactly. That was his main controller. It was like a Wacom tablet strapped around his neck. Interesting. <laughs> wow. And but no music involved? Was there music involved? Um, not that he I'm pretty sure he's not a musician. Okay, I mean, okay. I don't wanna I just say wanted that to sure, like the visual of uh anyway, like guitar and uh anyway, yeah. I was it went into like MIDI guitar in my mind. Um well, you know those keytars, man, I think oh, those are so cool. Yeah, keyto yeah, my my, my key, the keyboard player in my band uh plays guitar. He'll so play like cool, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um there's actually but there's thing there's like MIDI guitar, which I'm also a, a huge like, you know, fanatic about. Um and it's maybe being used more, but still not ex- extensively, you know, um, really because there's like latency because, you know, it's like you're going through your computer or. I used to do visuals for a band. Mm-hmm. I can't remember their name, but they had like, they were heavy on the MIDI instruments and they yeah. were, you know, it was it's funny because when I was living in Asheville, I used to VJ at this venue called the Orange Peel and it's like a, it's a live music venue and mm-hmm. it was like all these live music acts came through. So I feel like getting to learn how to create visuals for like actual musicians, it's cool because it makes you like flex your muscles as a visual artist. Right. Like yeah. you can VJ for raves and electronic musicians and DJs all day long and it like kind of, you'll develop a style around the music that you're performing to. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, there's definitely that's the beauty of Nashville because it's there's so many different um, types of music. Um, excuse me. Yeah. Your mic's <laughs> flipping up a little bit too. It's it's pulling up. <clears throat> oh no, it's flipping up. Uh, just it's like pulling on this case. <clears throat> excuse me. Might yeah. have to edit that a little bit. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay, cool. Sorry, I'm losing my voice. Um, <laughs> That's that's tough for a podcast. I know, right? I okay, I'm back. Out. I'm back. <laughs> no, but in Nashville, yeah. So there's just like so many different 
types of music and it's you know once they get hip to like oh wow I could have like this fucking wick oh, excuse my language but this like wicked background you know behind me like interacting with the sounds and um, just upping the you know the production sure yeah it like really you know well who doesn't want visuals no right like, it's like of course like and, you and know live visuals that yeah. like react to the music that's right. always been the that's like the big value add that's like the sell for vj it's like guys like right i will make visuals for your music in real time yeah in real time which is the beauty of smode and mm -hmm. you know like well in essence you become a part of the band <laughs> Right, absolutely. You know I mean? Yeah, like you're yeah, because like I have bands that you know they're like, what, what are your rates? I'm like, pay me like you would a band member. Yeah. You know, like, um, and it's you know it's interesting because it's like sometimes you know if you have to VJ the whole event, I feel like people still don't value. It's like, you know, it's almost like the musicians sometimes get like more. Um, value in a way, but it's like you're working like if there's like five bands or five DJs or five sets let's say and you're you're vjing that whole time mm -hmm. you know it's like you're doing five times the work oh i know as any of them well, not to say you know it's like sure we're all you know it's all great but it's like i just feel like people need to realize that like as a vj we're we're basically vjing our asses off like for five sets like right. you know like the whole night hours and hours, hours and hours. hours not to mention if there's any like set of course there's always set up but if you bring any more extra like you know stage props i mean which i usually always do yeah. unless they have something there but again it's just you know part of the setup part of like configuring where you're gonna you know every venue's different like you have yep. to configure what to do i feel um, like that's been the eternal struggle for vjs because yeah. it was the same it was the same like five six years ago when i was deep yeah. in it you know and right. it was uh yeah it's this struggle of like well we're bringing all the stuff we're we're setting up we're spending ungodly hours you know mm -hmm. perform basically performing. and i really love it it's the only thing that'll like make me stay out really late it's the only, you know, like it's the, because I VJ is like why I'm even part of any kind of night scene. Right. You know, it's like, um, it's a fun way to it, be part of a night scene. It is. And it's, yeah, absolutely. Probably the only way I'd be part of it. Well, I mean, for me, I, yeah. I like to be involved in, in like, I go to, a, I, if I go to a party and I'm just standing around, it's oh, like I weird, cannot. it's awkward. I'm like not into yeah. it. Right. But it's like, if I have a mission mm -hmm. or if I'm surrounded by people who are interested in what I'm interested in or, right. you know, going to Burning Man, right. Burning uh -huh. Man is an opportunity to be um, very like active in participation. Right. Cause they actually have a lot of art installations. A friend, an old friend of mine Burning was Man actually. Burning Man is art installation. It is. All it is. It is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause you know, I've always, I, I was always kind of like maybe um, not into like the maybe the culture or like the idea of it, like the cliche of it. Well, Burning Man gets the, the scene of Burning Man gets really tiring. Yeah, yeah. It's really yes, exhausting. Right, right, right. All these people who are like, oh my God, it's my life and like this is yeah, what I do. And, I think like, that was like the big kind of turnoff for me. But then once I realized, oh, there's like a huge. Art, like it's like the art is almost overlooked you know like right. you know what I mean and it yeah. was until recently that my friend was telling me like you can get art grants like you know this and that like you know you should look into it well not only can you get art grants from Burning Man which is actually pretty hard to do yeah right I'm you sure. can also get like my first 
Burning Man, I was brought out as a VJ for a camp called the Root Society, who mm -hmm. just brought me out to VJ on their dome. Oh, that's awesome. Paid my way. Heck yeah. Put me up. Um, and no, every that's year. That's the way I've, to get it done. You know, like that's, Look, you know. Use, useful people do not pay for Burning Man. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's kind of how it is. Yeah, because I, like, I couldn't go to many events unless, again, like I typically don't even go out unless I'm hired, you know? Yeah. Like depends. I mean, of course, I'll go to concerts I really want to go to, to, you know, like, you know, I like, I like going to the symphony, you know, like. I'm not really into partying anymore. Like, oh, I no. used to be such a mm -hmm. festival kid. Oh, like, really? I was yeah. definitely into the festival scene. But yeah. um, I want to hang out with like 20, 30, 40 of my friends yeah. out in nature and just, and like, I want to go climbing, I want to go hiking, yeah. much more into that scene. Right. Like, that's my festival now. It's just like right. a bunch of people going out somewhere and like, yeah, camping for a few days you know, and like hiking. Yeah. That's what that's all I want to do. Yeah, being in like nature and yeah. Exactly. Just like restoring your soul, you know. Yeah, well it's totally yeah. um it's very restorative. Exactly. Like being out in nature is very and I think that like it took me a long time to realize that. Interesting, yeah. Well, I'm I'm a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> you have to understand. Yeah. <laughs> I am a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and I definitely like grew up in front of computers, around oh, right. electronics. I mean, you're from the like, city, like, you know, snow. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean like I've I've always been <sighs> out in nature to some degree but it's like now i just appreciate it so much more because it does something to your it's, brain yeah mm -hmm. it like changes the way right. you think yeah I'd, I'd have to agree um you guys get out in nature very much and i in mean Nashville? um like, what's you can there's a lot like. of waterfalls <laughs> like kind of you know within a couple either a couple hours to more you mm -hmm. know um it's a it's a little drive maybe the closest one's like an hour and some minutes away maybe an hour and a half and it hasn't um, been just like because the east coast is very much you know the, it's not paved but it's like the east coast there's, there's so a lot much of green density there, it's very green in nashville like is it? very green yeah it's yeah. very nice um lots of green um which is nice um so you know i can't say i necessarily like, let's see, nature stuff I do. I mean, there's, um, I'll go, I've gone like kayaking and stuff. You can go Kayaking's kayaking fun. real, real easy. Yeah. Kayaking gets like so crazy so quick yeah. though. <laughs> right. Like whitewater. Yeah. Like, oh and then there, there's like, there's, I've been to like festivals, you know, where I VJ at festivals, you know, which is really fun, but it's cool because you're, um, Nashville, like near Nashville. A festival's near Nashville? Yeah, yeah. What festivals absolutely. are near Nashville? Um, like electronic music festivals? Yeah, or? yeah. Wow, for interesting. Sure. Um, yeah, and that's actually the only reason why I got into the festival, you know, side also is because VJing, you know. But it did right. give me an opportunity to, to be out, out of nature. But yeah, like my, uh, again, one of the guys, uh, Charlie from Further Farms, he'll throw a festival there once a year. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Further Fest, yeah. Oh, I've heard of that festival. Oh, have you? Okay, cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So basically, yeah, like uh, I helped with this last, the last one. Um, and yeah, it's it's fun, you know. It's a good time. I like I like working festivals. I yeah, do. Yeah, you and know. We were going to take that Burning Man art car that we did out to uh, EDC. Mm -hmm. And it's like EDC is like the most ridiculous, like I would never come within like a hundred miles of EDC yeah. if it wasn't, if I wasn't getting paid, yeah. but it would be fun to bring like 
an art piece out or go and perform, right. which essentially is what that art car is. It's like, you know, it's going out and like running the stage, running lights and video. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it would be like performing and I would yeah. do that. It's like, you know, you just hang out and hang out with your friends and perform right. for exactly. the kitty ravers and then, you know. Go back to a hotel and hang out. In the hot yeah, tub. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> have a have a nice time. Um, yeah. So that's maybe um, as far as like getting out in nature. Like those are my maybe most recent. Uh, oh well, actually, I was in Scotland. You know, I actually oh, was. Yeah. A, yes, I did do an international like little installation um, there. Tell me about that. Um, well, I was re- basically it was, so it was um, a fashion show. Right? It was a fashion show inspired by Mary Queen of Scots. And are you familiar with Mary Queen? Basically, not. she's like you know, she's like I don't want to say diva because that has like a negative connotation. But yeah, it's like there's actually different like societies that there's like fanat- <laughs> they're like fanatics about her, you know. Well, but who she, is she? she basically was the uh, Queen of Scotland. Huh. She was. Uh, I thought Scotland was part of England. It was, or it is now, is because like that's the, where the UK came from. She's yeah. like the underground queen. It was like before that, before, okay, so this is, this, <laughs> okay, this is where I can tell you some history, because, um, so yeah, Mary Queen of Scots was uh, um, almost going to be, maybe she was queen of, of France for like one year, but then her husband died at a very young age, so then she came back to Scotland, and uh, she had, she was the rightful heir to the throne, you know, because her dad died, like she was the rightful heir at like, as an as an infant, you right. know. So she came back, claimed that's the how throne. Presidents were elected back then. They were <laughs> you born. know, yeah, they were born. <laughs> yeah. So then, so she came back to claim the throne, and then, um, but then they had uh, her. She her half was it half sister or half cousin or something was Queen Elizabeth. Basically, they were related. They're cousins. That's what it was. Um, was Queen Elizabeth, um, and it's somehow connected by the father. Hmm. Um, so basically, but but she was actually again the rightful heir to the English throne, also Mary Queen of Scots. Huh. Yeah. She had two countries. Yeah. That's not too bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and but good. then so it kind of separated there. It was Mary Queen of Scots and then Queen Elizabeth um, the first, and then um, so anyway. The, but um, I think she was wanting to maybe claim. England again, but anyway, of course, Elizabeth wasn't going to give away the throne, and so there's like a whole like, kind of long story, and she kind of had a tragic um, life, it's you know. Bitch, don't you even? No, it was like <laughs> it was more like you know, like I mean, if you, it's a fascinating story, you know, it really is. And then, um, so basically, I basically made a, a projection uh, of or like an installation of different images of her, you know, like real images that are in historical. Um, like uh, uh, paintings and stuff, and mm-hmm. I basically mapped those um, and animated them. Cool. So yeah, and then so I be- and then I tried to do it in like a story form, like After Effects so, style, or what did you animate them with? Uh, Mad Mapper of materials really? and Mad Mapper. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, just like Very you gotta cool. get again what we were talking about being extremely resourceful with sure. what you've got. 100%. Yeah, it's like. You know, just like all the pearls, I would either put like a line, uh, usually I'd do like lines and like uh, animate them, like serpentine. So it was like glowing so you pearls. you animate in Mad Mapper? I mean, I do. Dude. <laughs> I do. I'll show I you some that, of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. I'm going to have to check out Mad Mapper because I, I, do, yeah. I had no idea that you could do half these things. And it's just, yeah, it's like you, um, yeah, so I'll, have, I'll show you some of that stuff. I, I even have like examples on my phone. Um, I've cool. actually made like music notes that were uh, for my boyfriend's uh, 
uh, Chevalier St. George's uh, project. Um, so anyway, uh, historical references here. And um, anyway, so then Mary Queen of Scots, back to that, she had a child with her, I guess, her second husband, um, and who was also an Englishman. Mm. And then so she had a um, and so of some kind of royalty. I think they might have been first or second cousins too. Whoa. Yeah, but that's how it is. <laughs> that's you keep how, it. That's you how keep, people rolled yeah, back then. <laughs> you know, keep the royalty in the family. Shit is scandalous. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so she had a, a child, a boy, and then um, so he was he basically began he. He was then the rightful heir to both Scottish and English throne. And hmm. once, you know, Queen Elizabeth, well, of course, Mary Queen of Scots got ex executed because long story, um, you know, she ended up kind of needing Elizabeth for help because uh, basically she had to, what was it called? Um, uh, abolish, not abolish. Um, basically she would, you know, they chose the son to rule, you know, to take the Scottish throne. Um, because again, just some like stuff happened, <laughs> like things went down, um, including the murder of her husband in an explosion. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> this is some Game of Thrones shit yeah. right here. <laughs> <laughs> so history, man, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. And um, so then um, she had to kind of like sign away the throne and then was basically kept a prisoner under Elizabeth's for like 20 years, 19, 19 years. So Elizabeth was cool with, with this other queen being like, yo, that's my throne. Cause that's what, like, well, if I was Queen Elizabeth. Essentially, no, that's, that's why she ended up, that's why Elizabeth kept her as prisoner. Okay, so she captured her. That makes Kinda sense. In a, yeah, yeah, not captured her, but like by, by, um, by Mary Queen of Scots, like asking her for help, like, or just like refuge in a way, uh -huh. you know? So, right. yeah. And, um, it's very convoluted. It is, yeah. So you got to kind of look in the, all the details. And then, um, everybody's always chopping people's heads off back then. And then she got her head chopped off because, right. um, she was accused of, um, maybe, uh, like plotting against Elizabeth's murder, like to murder Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. So she, whether it was true or not, you know, she, she, signed the death warrant it took her a while to sign the death warrant and then uh, but she did and she was executed mm. yeah that's crazy so, yeah. so you took all that history and then you made a projection mapping piece with it yeah yeah essentially yeah and i just cued it in scenes and like if i had more time i would have you know and if i knew what i was going to be projecting on like but all those details are I had no idea. Like, you didn't I, know what you're gonna project. No, on? no. Wow. So it's kind of like I'm just gonna make this, you know, make this piece, you know. And if anything, uh, the people, um, I'll probably share it with the Mary Queen of Scots. There's like a, I don't want to say it's a collective, but it's like a, um, what was it? Basically, some sort of collective. It's like a club. It's yeah, like a, right, like an interest group. Yes, yeah, and it's like they're kind of you know, up there with the France something like, um, anyway, so I'll probably share it with them cause they were, they showed interest in it. You and, should. Um, yeah. How did you get that gig? Um, it was for a fashion show. Yes. My, uh, my boyfriend Roy Wooden was, um, doing the music for the fashion show cause cool. he's friends with the fashion designer, Jeff Garner, who's, mm -hmm. who has the, uh, the line of, or the label prophetic. That's his, you know, yeah. fashion label. 
And what's the name of your boyfriend's band? Or he, my boyfriend is Roy Wood, and he's composer. Instrument. Oh, but what band he's in? Yeah, he's in uh, Bela Fleck and the Flecktones. Bela Fleck and the Flecktones. Yeah, Very so cool. they're actually touring this year, twenty nineteen. Um, so does that mean he's basically gone all the time? No. Um, actually, he's been uh, in the past, like, you know, for as long as we've been together, he's actually been home a lot because they kind of like stopped touring for a while. Yeah. Then they probably started touring again maybe two years ago um, as a band, you know, because they all like have their own projects. They've all written symphonies, like concertos, like all the members. And so they kind of go off and do their own thing and then they'll come back as a band and it's you know and it's just really great it's always an incredible show that's cool yeah do you guys collaborate yeah sometimes yeah like you know his um sometimes musically and then but also especially with this visual art stuff we're able to tell a more um a more uh vi like i don't want to say compelling story but it's like another sensory because um, the the story in itself, he, sure. he's got you guys this, can tell a story. Yeah, basically we can tell a more I don't want to say again more compelling story, but a more visual or more sensory, uh, stimulating story yeah. with this visual aspect included. Because I mean he's got incredible music and based on incredible stories, um, mm -hmm. and that's also another historical figure. He's got a trilogy on us, Chevalier Saint George's. And um, which, you know, eventually will be made a film, you know, but through this, again, through this visual animation stuff, it's like a means of kind of like bringing that to life. That's very cool. Yeah. So. Well, man, I mean, that's like a, a perfect <laughs> avenue to, to express your, your visuals. It's yeah. like if you guys form a collaboration. Totally. When he's yeah. on the road. Yeah, and the, it's cool because I, I, I go with him, you know. Uh, they, they don't go out, like, extensively, probably like they used to. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I'll go with him sometimes, too, which is always really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of why I stopped touring. I just yeah. couldn't, like... be away from home. Yeah. I didn't have a home at that point. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was just like, I need to find a home. Stability. <laughs> That's actually how I ended up in San Francisco. Oh, really? It's just like, no more touring. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because, um, and what, you'd be on the road for, like, yeah, most of the year? Well, I mean, it's, you All go year? on tour. When you're a tech or when you're a roadie, right. you get sent out and you come back and then you're almost immediately put back out on the road. Right. And as soon as you say no, they stop calling you. Oh, my goodness. So it was like this constant you pressure to, to yeah. never stop. Interesting. Because if you did, you might not be able to find yeah. a job. Yeah, that's the thing. That's like you know, because I was kind of at this point. Because I've had, I've built, I've built like a beautiful like community teaching. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the people I see on a weekly, daily basis. It's just a beautiful thing. You know, we've, it's like it's definitely a following. It's definitely you know we're like tight. You know, and in, yeah. in ways like it's very professional, of course, but it's still like okay, I see these people every every day sometimes many times a, a week you know not every day but weekly and um you know and but with this vj work or even like music it's like man if i were to be put on a tour like i mean like it's fun if you get a chance to tour I'm I'm do that yeah shit. yeah it's a lot of fun but at the same time I, I don't i don't know if i'd be able to be gone for like three months at a time you know what I mean well if you're performing if you're a yeah. performer it's a different story because right. then you can be like all right I'm going home or yes. like I only want to do exactly. these gigs or it's not the same yeah as, like, as a making, tech or roadie yeah making a, a living mm -hmm. 
as a roadie is exactly. way different. Than, Very different. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you should you should go for it if you can for a little while. It'd yeah, be a lot of fun. I probably like if I can make it work to where it's like a company can be like real flexible, you know, mm -hmm. I totally would do it, no doubt, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I just you know I just I just know most people will be gone for like five months. I was like I can't really do that right now. Yeah. Like maybe later on in life, but. So are they, the do they time. do a bus tour or do they do like a, they don't do van tours. They're a big um, van. So they, they have a bus. Oh, like my boyfriend? Yeah. Oh Fork. yeah. Yeah. He'll, they'll do a bus. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, fly if they got to, you know. Right. Right. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I never did anything but bus tours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Buses are fine. Vans, yeah. not so much. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Unless I was, again, I'd have to be get, getting paid really well also. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, touring does pay well. Yeah, it does. I mean, I guess yeah. depending on what you're doing. Yeah, and, and depending what artists like, because I've actually gone on, on a short tour and it wasn't actually a really good experience. But again, it was like a noob artist that didn't pay me well. Like, with, okay, so not with them. With <laughs> yeah, not not with them. With no, Flick. not at all with them. Yeah, I don't I don't work with the Fleck tones, but I'll work with Roy like yeah. separately. Yeah. I also understand how it like it adds a, a different. Like it adds an element to a relationship because I I yeah. used to when I VJ'd I VJ'd with my partner at that time. Oh, we that's had so like sweet. A, yeah, we, we had like a little duo <laughs> yeah. going on. I think know? it's like yeah, I think power couples, you know, are like Definitely it's just that. such a beautiful thing. Like I don't think I could ever do something that's not that, you know. Me neither. Yeah, it's like we've, you know, it's. <laughs> if you're not going to be with a badass, why do you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like we got to rock, rock this thing. Like you know, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, that relationship, you know, there was a lot of stress at different points because yeah. of like you know conflicting artistic views and or conflicting artistic directions. Interesting. You know, mm -hmm. it's like if you're if you're both artists. Now you guys both do different things. Mm -hmm. He's a musician. You're a visual artist. So I'm there's also a musician, but. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's like that would, that's kind of like, that's the domain that he is yes, in right, charge of totally. doing. And then you right. have it something that you're in charge of doing. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to share like one creative oh, yeah. baby, it, that's, it that, can, there can absolutely. be a lot of strain. Yeah, because I mean, sometimes we'll cut, like, you know, he'll either give his input on whatever, you know, especially if I'm working on his stuff and like, you know, I, I notice like, and this is just something for me, like kind of personal. It's like, I have to like really be like receptive to it and not feel like, no, I want to do what I want to do. Like I could totally see how that could be conflicting yeah. now that you say it. Um, yeah. When you're in the same medium, cause it's like, no, I think it should look like this. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, you know, so it's, I found like, I almost it's easier mm -hmm. if you're an artist for hire because when somebody comes to you and they say, this is the vision, mm -hmm. then it almost becomes like you can still be creative in implementing that vision, Yeah, but you're not the, the, the concept is not all on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And right. I know you about myself, I am much better at running with an amazing concept, then I'm like a doer, not a, 
I'm not the concept person. I see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I it's see. like when yeah. I when I work for a client, even if that client has a stupid idea, <laughs> I can usually take <laughs> you'll that execute idea it. Yeah. and flip it into something yeah. that's cool. Right. You know what I mean? And help them and make just something. Like, again, like the same, again, working within like a limit, like working within right. like a vision, working, yeah. Yeah, having right. boundaries. Like I, I work can... much better that way. Interesting. I feel like, um, well, like once I get to it, it's fine. Um, but I like having the creative freedom. Sometimes I feel like, because um, like, for example, yeah, I like having the creative freedom, like to go out and do this 3D stuff. Like if I could do something like, because I can actually pull things off on the fly pretty well, you yeah. know? And um, now I want to see that piece you did yeah, in Scotland. I'll, I'll have to show you. Yeah. We'll put um, a link up on the website. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't know if I have any of that on my phone, but I'll, I'll check. But uh, I definitely have some other stuff, like just portrait mapping, basically, is essentially what I'm doing. So portrait mapping is what we were talking about yesterday, right? Where you mm -hmm. take a picture and you bring it into like After Effects or whatever your yeah. weapon of choice is. Mm -hmm. You animate elements of it and then reproject it back onto right. that picture. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. that's so beautiful. Yeah, I love it too. I've so. seen really amazing examples of that. Nice, yeah. So that's, that's what I tend to do like if I'm given if I'm given like if there's portraits available I'm like I'm mapping that you know it's like yeah yeah that's that's actually my what I really like doing is like mapping paintings mapping art um mapping pictures um mm -hmm. you know just bringing something to life and what's the outlet for that in in Nashville like where do you where do you do that? Because I know you I've, VJ at like shows a lot. Mm -hmm, do you do yeah. that live at shows? Um, if if it's available, I have. I've done it at a place. What's it called? Um, oh man, what's it called? It was maybe Indigo Nashville. Um, anyway, I was running lights. I was actually just running lights. <laughs> but then there's a. I had my projector just in case, you know. <laughs> and then there was a portrait right next to where I was running lights, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna map this portrait while I'm here. And it was a, a portrait of Nashville. It was like a painting of Nashville, and I like, I like just animated it and made it look really cool and That's put it, cool. made it audio reactive. I do have content of that on my phone for sure. And that's also a Mad Mapper? Yeah. Dude, that's I'll crazy. I'll do this live. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so if it's available, I definitely take the opportunity because I love doing it. But basically the way I started was just in my studio. Um, we took photos from when uh, my boyfriend did an art Roy Wooden did an art gallery, an, um, or an art exhibit where we had all these portraits and... Um, as part of his story and so basically we were, we were just going through all the portraits and I was mapping them just one after the other one after the other you know just going for it would it be crazy if there was like a like a night at the like the Guggenheim or something or oh, like yeah. a night at like the, oh, yeah. the modern art museum where you could go in and oh, just yeah. like oh my gosh <laughs> yes that'd be legit that'd be amazing that would be that would give me so much life I mean that art that idea in itself gave me so much life wouldn't it be cool I've, yeah. I've definitely been to parties in in like modern art museums and like museums of science yeah right like, why That's not, why not have like a visual art yes. party at a museum? Like immersive just, experience, yeah, totally. Yeah, and then just like map all the pictures. Yeah, that was actually, I went to the meeting like, and there was some talk of that and I felt like that was the solution. It's like, just, you know, make like art galleries, you know, I think maybe all over the world or maybe, I don't know, I don't know the, I'm not too into that world so I don't know the status of them, but it's like, 
I feel like interactive art is, or even just like experiencing art on like just a new, a, in a new way, mm -hmm. you know? Well, all these, these art installation, these uh, immersive art spaces that yes, are popping up, like Meow Wolf and like One Dome and like, right. et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's a mm -hmm. list of them now right. that are just kind of like, it's like a thing. It's yeah. happening. Yeah, because there was actually one in Nashville called that a friend of mine worked on like the VR. Uh, he's uh, Taylor Matson, and he's actually leading the like trying to, or, you know, building the techno scene in Nashville with uh, Nashville Resistance. And he'll do all kinds of like streaming stuff. Um, we worked together because I had him do uh, streaming for, oh yeah, so part of my boyfriend's thing, uh, basically I did, uh, I was the artistic director for the New Village Symphony Orchestra, oh, cool. which was under the direction of Roy Futureman Wooden. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so he, um, basically I did a bunch of that mapped portraits and projected those on and, and played that to a freaking symphony. I VJ'd awesome. for a symphony. Yes. I got to VJ for a symphony once. That's awesome. It was so cool. It it's is. So it's different. so different. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like in the style that you use. Yes. And like, you know, I found that, you know, with, um, it, it felt, it felt like a lot more pressure to me. I don't know what, it, if you remember what it, it was felt very like. Formal. Yeah. It's like, you're like, Oh my goodness. Like, you know, I'm like moving the mouse and I'm like, you know, just don't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> don't fuck yeah. it up. It's like, you know, and, um, I remember that feeling. Wow. And, um, but you know, like for a rave or you know any of these other things, I'm just like I'm just like yeah, dude, because it's whatever. like six like, hours long. Yeah, you're just like by hour three, you're just like yes. I don't even fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> right, you're just like sitting there watching these it yourself. These don't give a shit what I'm playing. They're not even looking; they're too high. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, for that it's just and and you know the trick was also for me. I just felt it really important. Um, uh, to like not overdo it. It's like I do not like the visuals are not the main draw. It's like it's the symphony. It's the music. Yeah. And it's like making sure like you understand that also. Mm -hmm. um, well, you're an instrument. Yeah. In a symphony. In a symphony. You know. But you like... just happen to have this huge platform, <laughs> right, like right. visual <laughs> canvas, and sure. um, you know, so it's it's um, you, you know, just finding that balance was. Um, really, really interesting and kind of challenging in a way, you know, it's like, and I guess the more, you know, of course, the more you do it, the more you'll get an understanding, but, um, but it went really well. It's actually all up on YouTube. Cool. So we'll yeah. We'll link to that yeah. too. Hey, yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Do you have a website up? I don't. It's I get that. developing. I get yeah. that. <laughs> Man, it's funny. It's like, I feel like having a good website is like having a, a tuxedo. It is. Like it's totally yeah. superfluous. But people judge you on it. <laughs> yes. And the thing is, like, I've just had a, because I've, I've been, you know, processing this website thing. And it's because I do different things. You know, I teach, you yep. know, there's different services, you know, like teaching or uh, VJing or music, mm -hmm. you know, sound design. It's like there's various aspects. And the, like to organize that information in a presentable way that that's will communicate clearly. Yeah. I've kind of had like kind of uh, I have to say I've struggled with it you know it's you well, it's, know. it's a tricky thing especially yeah. when you're presenting yourself as an artist yes. I right. find like I can hide behind digital ambience right yeah. digital ambience right. is this thing it's brand. not me I'm it's not bragging brand. about myself it's mm -hmm. like oh it's digital ambience it's like us and we and like mm -hmm. there's a whole team and blah 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 and that, that helps me um, separate because I also don't like that feeling of like you know super ego forward like look at me look at me it's not 
me naturally. Yeah. So I find that it's easier yes. to actually do that if right. it's like a collective. I know. It's like an alter ego in a way. Yes. Almost. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, I tend to be like a pretty shy person. You so know? you should come up with like, so a, like, like an alias. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> Who so, is this girl? No one knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. So it's like, for one, it's like creating your brand, like creating the name. And it's, um, but it's, it's kind of like. Yeah, it's like it's a whole process in itself. It's like market. That's why there's marketing departments, you mm-hmm. know. Oh my god! And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, we never get to that point. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, but there's a way to definitely be like business savvy like that. You know, well, you have I've, to be in a certain regard be, because yes. if you're trying to make a living doing anything, there's a certain especially amount, what you love to do. You, you know, gotta hustle. Yeah. You absolutely. Know, no, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're mm-hmm. a freelance or if you're working, yep. if you're your own thing. You gotta hustle. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, the you know just the branding and the organizing the information in a presentable way. You yep. know. Well, it had different sections. I know, right? You know, this podcast yeah. when it goes live on our website, it's going to be like a podcast section, and it's just going to be tight. Yeah, just sweet. I need to check like, out oh, your website. <laughs> yeah, look it up yeah. later. You know, but right now it's just it's kind of like a portfolio. It's the tuxedo. Right. You know, it's like. Yeah. This is the shit we did. There's some nice pictures. There's some descriptions. And yeah. it's like, try and be as classy as we can. Mm-hmm. And, you know. and that's why I feel like social media is helpful, you know? It is. It's also a huge pain in the ass. Yes, I agree. I agree. And um, I've never been a social media person. Hello. I actually still am not. But um, but with the ideas of, like again, creating content and, and things like that. Yeah. And um, it's just a nice <sighs> way to... Be like, well, this is some of the stuff I've done, you know. So mm-hmm. I probably use Instagram because you do have that content, and you know. Yep. Um, and, and you can Instagram tag stuff like you. You have niches, you know. Yep. I can, I you know follow projection mapping, and I'm you know I'm just constantly inspired. You know, it's like ooh. So with Instagram, I have literally unfollowed everyone that's not a visual artist. The only I'm very people, selective. The only people I follow are like visual artists where I'll be like, yes. oh, that's some cool work. I'm going to follow them. I only do visual artists and guitars. Yeah, because <laughs> like Instagram. And visual artists. Well, you know, this all this, this news and this talk about like social media actually is like a detractor from your life and, and the quality of yeah. life. And the more you think about it, you're like, oh my God, you know, like you get sucked into these like these vortexes of just like looking at other people's, people's lives. Business. And it's like, yeah. and it's well, like, who fucking cares? You know, it's like, let's focus on you what know. am I trying to build and like do with my life and you yes. know create and so if you can make social media a tool for that yeah absolutely and, and that's what I tr- you know I try to keep it focused around that you know it's like as much as I can you know just I have a bunch of you know shows I've done or you know other random stuff but then it's just yeah it's a complex nice well thing. we can follow each other on Instagram. yeah we'll do instagram yeah <laughs> it's funny because so. that's the first thing when i the first person i ever hired was like okay do all the social media oh yeah <laughs> i don't want yeah, to see it i don't want to do anything <laughs> yeah totally yeah i will i yeah i know exactly what you mean because it is important it is important exactly it's also a big pain in the ass i know i i see it the same way and i've just had to like kind of make um like make peace with it in some ways. Just kind of be like, okay, I, if I don't have a website, this this has, 
you know, I got to start here, and maybe I can organize it in a in a nice way here. Oh, yeah, and for then sure. I'll be able to like translate that, like you know, yep. just a nice slow organic process. You know, and as long as there's some place where you can go and you can be like, hey, this is what I do, and you just mm -hmm. point somebody at something. Right. You're like check Absolutely. out my YouTube. Look me yep. up this way. You know, you can have all your work as long mm -hmm. as it's like that's really all it is. It's like your portfolio has to be like accessible right to, to people who you're like yes give me money for the things that i, I do know, yeah. <laughs> like, you want to be convinced world. check out this place where i put all the, yeah. the, the work that i've done totally yeah yeah and it's like even then i haven't even put like all the like super like notable stuff like i'll note them in other places but like you know because it's it's like i'm so involved in the in the show or whatever it is that i don't even have time to even think about wanting to post it on or you know what I mean yep, yeah absolutely and that's so. that's another lesson that was like hard to learn it's like if you don't document it it never happened absolutely and it's like especially well yeah especially in this day and age you know yeah and I mean or if somebody else documents it then that's a bonus or right. you'd be like yeah check out this flyer I did the visuals and they'll be like oh shit those are some big artists and like yeah yeah, isn't it funny how like VJing inevitably it's always like oh the bigger DJ the bigger name oh, acts that you can do. Yeah. But some of the most rewarding ones are the ones that like aren't you know the small like underground. Small uh, yeah. Like un yeah, like uh, the last uh, rave I did where I was able to use Smode, which I really enjoyed. Did um, you really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and. Um, and it was just, uh, it was, it was at a maker warehouse, you yep. know, and I actually just got a lot of satisfaction out of it because I was able to set up my shapes, um, from, uh, heavy M software. I don't know if you are familiar with them. They're a different, uh, company also, I think France, heavy M, heavy M. They're like a projection mapping or just like VJing software. Hmm. Um, so they have like different kits also. And so anyway, I set up some of those shapes and I put... Um, what do you mean shapes? Is like, it like... They have a thing called Olga, Olga Kit, which is a modular um, kit. And you just, you set it up by hand. It's a bunch of um, triangles, pentagons, huh. and hexagons. Cool. Yeah. You know those hexagons downstairs? Mm -hmm. That's... I built those things like probably 10 years ago wow. and I originally built them to be projection mapping surfaces oh, that's awesome. and then later on I was just like wow oh, I'm gonna put LEDs in these <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. but they're great I mean it's like yeah. you, know, you can like make different screens and make mm -hmm. different shapes and yeah. yeah it's very cool right and it's you know because um, who wants to watch like no one wants to watch TV <laughs> yeah. you know right. like big square screens yeah. it's like it's right. boring mm -hmm. it's like let's watch it on a building yeah <laughs> you know or anything <laughs> yeah or any anything. weird yeah. surface absolutely yeah and um, so yeah but yeah back to like the most enjoyable yeah it's like the kind of like DIY like I set up a, a freaking sheet you know like a king size sheet yeah. you know and I just projected Classic VJ. yeah you know and it's like you just have a good time like you know watching your your awesome projections like 3d projections on this surface and um and again it wasn't even but again the only time I actually go out and stay up all night, stay out all night, you yeah. know, because I'm VJing. Right. You know. Is there a good community in uh, in Nashville for, like, the visual scene? Are you, like, Definitely. tight with anybody or, I like, mean, any crew of people? Um, as, as far as, like, me being tight with anybody, no. Um, but um, there's definitely a scene for it. Uh, they tend to use the same people. 
Sure. I'll put it that way. Yeah. So, um, in, in just about all the scenes, not, I don't want to say all the scenes, but in a lot of scenes, they just, it's like the same artists or the same, um, the same people, you know, and, um, what do you mean they, they use the same people? Like it's like the, a, the small scene. Some, well, I don't want to say it's small because, uh, there's a lot of us, you know, there's a lot of artists, there's a lot of visual artists, mm -hmm. you know, but I feel like, like whether it's music or visual artists, like projection artists or VJs, like there could be a little more rotation, but again, you're going to hire your friends, of course. you know, yeah. and you know, and if you can get the work, like, why are you going to give it up? I mean, sure. You can give it to your friend or something, but sure. why are you, if that's your you know. Well, that's what it's like in every city. And yeah, I feel like that's, right. you know, the, there's a VJ scene in every city. Right. You know, totally. there's like the Bay Area VJ mm -hmm. scene and there's like the Miami VJ scene. Yeah. Where I'm still close with actually. And like all those Yeah, dude, Miami seems like a freaking legit like hot spot. It is. You know, Miami broke me for VJing. Yeah. Because, you know, we were talking about like that whole game of like playing for the biggest artists and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. When I, when I tried to make a living VJing, it's like this never-ending club night where everybody's like high on cocaine oh, and goodness. it's like nightclubs which are dirty and like yeah. fucking promoters who are scummy and do yeah. you know what I mean? It, like, oh, yeah. it was just, I was mm -hmm. surrounded by people I didn't want to be around in a scene yeah. I didn't want to be part of right. listening to music that I didn't like. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, you just kind of, right, yeah. I and can totally see that. that's when I was like, all right, so what can I do? I can take this and I can tour with this. So right. I just like became a tech. Nice. And that was fine. You know, yeah, I, I BJ'd for fun and I, I haven't BJ'd in a long time, but yeah. I would love to cause I've yeah. got such good content. Right. And yeah. We should all get like, you know, uh, tomorrow we should all like just take a, take a set, do like a VJ set, well, you know, we absolutely can and should, yeah. if you have content with you, you should take a turn. I was talking to Kyle and he's, mm -hmm. we're going to drop the screen oh, uh, for our mixer or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, even if we had like, I don't know how many stations we can have. But um, so it's this is literally a party of nerds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. we could have as many as we want. Yeah, totally. We could set up in the Sky Lounge. Or how like many? I guess we're limited to how many projectors. Oh yeah, yeah. We only have one projector. Okay, gotcha. But we can take turns. We can. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, totally. Yeah. Sweet. And we have that screen too. Mm -hmm. That uh, that TV screen mm -hmm. downstairs. Oh, yeah. Tight. And then we've got the projector. We've got a projector upstairs uh -huh. that focuses on like a drop-down projector Sweet. screen. Mm -hmm. So I was gonna say, you know, that's the whole point. Is like I'm also very into community. I yeah. like the idea of like rally. You know, just knowing my peers is basically mm -hmm. what it comes down to. That's what this podcast is about. It's like trying to yeah. know my peers. You know. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, tomorrow it's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Just visual artists Yay. hanging out, drinking yeah. wine. Yeah, and I feel shit. like that's important to do, you know, on a regular basis in what, whatever, like, city you're in, you know. It is. And I wish, like, I don't know, I wish there was maybe more of that in, or maybe that I was a part of more of that in natural. Maybe it is happening and I just don't know. But mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think so, you well, know. You know. But I think it's something, it's definitely a conversation that's happening. Let's put it that way. There's, there's a, there's a tension that mm -hmm. happens that, um, you know, I'm, I am aware of it and mm -hmm. you will be aware of it if you you look. It's like a lot of people who are like technically my peers, uh -huh. I don't, I'm not able to have like normal friendly conversation with. 
even, even if I try, you know, uh-huh. it's like there's, a, um, there's levels of competitiveness that oh. exist in every person, right? And yeah. if, if you are very competitive by nature or if you're trying to connect with somebody who feels threatened by what it is that you're doing, you're doing. Mm-hmm. it becomes really hard to, to connect, which yeah. is a shame because right. my philosophy has always been one of like collaboration. Right. I think that competition is a destructive, mm-hmm. a destructive energy, right. right? And it's also a waste of time. It is, because yeah. It, or it, if it's not friendly, you know. It can drive you, but yeah. for the most part, I feel like... Um, collaboration or, <laughs> or whatever you know yeah. it's like there's there's a way to be like oh yeah let's let's have a race but like right. we're still just homies we're friends yeah, and we're absolutely. just hanging out and it's it's all in fun even people who are technically very much your competition right like yeah me and joe t in one hat you know they're very much potentially our competition right. but we do different work things together. yeah so we can work together and we can yeah. collaborate and it like we each get projects we wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Right. Yeah. You know, but it's like, you, you know, as collaborating your help, everyone's growing, you know? Yes. Everybody's Versus growing. like staying in our little pods of, you know, Well, I find that very few artists actually overlap completely. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be willing to bet that there's no other VJ who does exactly what you do. Oh, absolutely not. So, I highly doubt it. Right. <laughs> yeah. by, by that, by that logic, you could contribute visually to any visual set that you Oh, you mean like just in the visual? I meant like, did like my guitar stuff. Okay, you mean just like visually as like aesthetic, visual aesthetic. Yeah, or or whatever. Like your skill set is slightly different than everybody else's. Than everybody else's, yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason that in a collaboration you couldn't take a small project and be like, oh, well, I also know somebody who does Mm -hmm. this. And bring that person in and turn a small project into a bigger project right. based on your your ability to do more things. Mm-hmm. And that's totally that is the only way that we've grown yeah. as a company. That's like how we've grown. Interesting. Is just by like finding bigger fish and being like, hey big fish, <laughs> let us like help you do this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, because even in like the VJs that I know, like it's like I can name like I could like that I've maybe seen their work over and over. It's like maybe three or four. And like they all have distinct styles, you know? And like I can tell my styles even more, you know, distinct from them too. Like, um, like so we all have a different style, even in, you know, even in that small, you know, area. So it's like, well, I guess if we make it bigger, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little different with VJing because VJing there definitely is like, I find VJing is an incredibly competitive, Mm -hmm. incredibly competitive field. Yeah. It's, and a part of it is because it's so hard to, to squeeze money out of Mm -hmm. events. Right. Especially again, because it's like, they don't realize like the value or like the amount of work you're putting in or. Yeah. And it's, it's like, there's this there's this perception of like oh well we could do without you know visuals or whatever it's like well we can't do without like you know but really can you do more without like visuals than lighting I guess it depends on the event you know yeah, at a big totally. rave at mm-hmm. this well, point in time you can't not have a VJ yeah right because so, sometimes even like projectors depending how you use them it's like those can be your lights like you know well so there's this thing that happened like maybe seven or eight years ago and uh the the crew of people that you know florian he you know that that side of my friend group we were all 
we all lived and worked through this period of time. Mm -hmm. And in the, the concert touring show production scene, lighting and video, which had always been two different, very distinct trades, mm -hmm. right? You had like video guys and lighting guys, and there was a wall in between them. And then LEDs happened. Oh, interesting. And then all of a sudden, you could use lighting fixtures to display video, and you could, uh -huh. you know, and it, everything got confused, yeah. and they called it convergence, mm -hmm. right? And there was, there was huge strife and reorganization and yeah. new companies and new professions. Right. And like what Florian does, like his profession kind of came out of that where it's like, okay, now there's a media server and they have to be able to take content no matter what that content is and put it on pixels mm. of any kind, whether that's mm -hmm. an LED or a projection screen or a combination of like lights and LEDs. And, yeah. You know, so it was like this whole thing, this reorganization wow. of like the visual side of the concert industry. That's super cool. Yeah. It was, it's, it's still kind of happening, but it's like at yeah. this point it's kind of settling out. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. Cause for that, uh, new village, uh, symphony, it was cool. Cause there's a, uh, the girl, another female as the lighting director, uh, Jessica Sanders. Um, there's a lot of badass women lighting directors. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, um, so yeah, so, but it was just, you know, it was, it was important that like we worked together and like, didn't, you know, didn't get too crazy on one end, you know, also it's like, I love it when you can strike that balance. Yeah. When like you have like complement each other versus like, yeah. when you have an understanding you know. with mm -hmm. the, the lighting designer right. where it's yeah. like, okay, look, we're both visual elements of this mm -hmm. one stage. Right. Let's coordinate. Let's collaborate. Mm -hmm. Like, let's not try to one up each other or right. whatever, yeah. because it, it results in visual chaos mm -hmm. and that's not a good look right. for anybody. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's nice when you can have that. Right. And it's so annoying when <laughs> there's like some asshole. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, fuck you, visual guy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm the ruler here. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah know. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. I think that's a common experience that all VJs have sh can share. Yeah. You know, it's right. like we all know that feeling where it's just yeah. like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, just like having respect for each other, like, you mm -hmm. know, and like respect and for what one another does you know yeah respect for the art form yeah, yeah you know yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's also another conversation with um, even just like musicians and audio engineers like audio techs like live audio techs yeah like sometimes oh the sound guy this this you know and it's like hey like they've like i've actually shadowed and like have done like live sound and like once i got on that side of the spectrum i had a whole nother understanding of like an appreciation for what the live sound guys do oh yeah and i'm just like you know you're you know you come in as a you know, band member and, you know, you, you, you go set up, like do your, what, 30 minutes of hour or however long set. And, um, you know, but it's, it's, you know, a lot of times people can be at war with each other and it's like, you just got to really understand where the other one's coming from and like, understand like the, again, like when I shadowed the audio tech, live audio techs, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is like a lot of work. Yeah. Like it is work, you know? And it's like, you're you're running sound the whole night right. and sometimes alone, right. you know? And it can be very thankless, I'm sure. <laughs> Just, you know, because it's like, you're not on you're stage. Chords of snake, like, you know, and plugging in all these things and it's, and then you have to mix it. Like, that's only like 
a fraction of it. You're moving monitors, like, you know, know. lugging heavy equipment. And then you have to go and like mix everybody, like, yeah. you know? Well, you know what I, I realized when I was at Full Sail, they were teaching us how to mix. Yeah. Right? Cause I, I went to school for show production and a uh -huh. lot of that was audio uh -huh. and you know, it was cool. It was like, I wasn't really, I knew I was never going to use it, but yeah. I was like, oh, this is interesting. It's cool to be exposed to it. The way that you mix a live band is in effect, like you can take two different mixes and mm -hmm. we would do this in class many times. Like we would take many different mixes from many students of the same live instruments and every mix would sound like a different song. Like it would be so different. <laughs> so like a yeah. lot of, there's a lot of art in, in mixing and there's right, a lot absolutely. of collaboration that has to happen between the band where it's like you've got a band who's got a vision of how they want their song to sound mm -hmm. and it's up to the 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 audio audio mm -hmm. guy to yeah. or girl, girl. To, to know <laughs> person yeah to know to be able to understand that vision and manifest that through the mix right absolutely yeah because it's like you know people will have like pop like you know you say you're trying to record like a I don't know like a prog you know sound which you know some people might not understand and you'll come out with like a perfect like pop mix of it you know it's like that's totally not the goal like there's definitely yeah. different um i don't want to say like um not presets but there's you know definitely different ways to well a visual a visual equivalent would be like you know what we're doing in in smode or like what you do in photoshop right yeah. it's like it's it's collaging and what mm -hmm. you're doing is like you're you're literally collaging the audio you know, by setting the levels and creating blends and, right. you know, yeah. different mix modes and, yeah, effects. And mm -hmm. it's all, like, to create this, like, cam you know, you're taking your canvas and you're, mm -hmm. like, collaging these instruments into your canvas in different combinations and ways. Right. It's very cool. Yeah, it is, you know. And um, it's nice to have, like, a, I don't know, I find... Um, just being able to have the visual, like, cause, cause, you know, I came from like Ableton and the only reason why I understand like Mad Mapper or Resolume or even Smode is because I understand how to use like Ableton, you uh, know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like really, and because of that, it's like, I was able to kind of transfer that knowledge over and, um, well, the different program programmatic paradigms or whatever, like I was trained originally in like Photoshop and After Effects. Mm -hmm. So basically everything that I do comes from that base. Like those are the roots for like all my current and you know future knowledge. I look at it through that lens as like vi visual compositing, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, certain workflows make sense and some don't because of the way that I learned how to create art through technology. Which was through that like visual compositing those systems, and uh, yeah, that's how like Smode makes some intrinsic sense because it's like kind of like After Effects. It, right. it basically is like it's like a live After Effects, and I'm like, oh, I, I get it. I understand like yeah. you know blend modes right. and like how to how to composite things in real time, and you know mm -hmm. particle systems, and right. like, that's all After Effects language, and that's you know I learned that in school, and that's kind of like that shaped my understanding of yeah yeah nice when you okay when you first got the bounce mode did you like know what to do <laughs> like, so did, here's the thing okay. when i was i told you I, I i was dating a girl in barcelona mm -hmm. um and i was over visiting her and um smode had set up a 
full dome projection right. at this That's art right. show. Yeah. And I went in and I'm like, what the fuck is Smode? I thought Smode was like an art crew. Yeah. And I was just like, oh yeah, cool, Smode, a Smode show. We'll yeah. go like, meet the Smode guys. And I went and I saw like that it was the software and I started talking to the tech that they had doing the mapping and mm-hmm. I was just like, this is fucking cool. And at that time, I mean, we still are looking for a new platform uh, to kind of take our LED mapping to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very interested in Smode to fill that role. So I came back to the States, looked them up, contacted Francis, their, uh, their programmer. And I was like, Hey man, like let's have a conference call, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I was, you know, you know I asked him if he had any U S presence, like if they'd done anything in the U S and he was like, no, not really. We're really trying to. And I'm like, oh. well, let's have, let's have a class. Nice. And we can do it at the labs. And, uh, Vincent is just like crazy traveler. That's what he does. <laughs> so, uh, Francis was like, yeah, Vincent, Vincent will love to come over and, wow. you know, we can put him up here and yeah, he's like totally, totally, totally cool. cool with it. And yeah. Yeah. It was just like a good fit. Nice. And at the same time that would let us like get trained in mode and, yeah. and really vet it as a, mm-hmm. a system. Yeah, because it's like now you've got it, you know, Nashville, New York, and where's, and LA, well, still California, but yeah, yeah, it's like across the country, you know? Well, that's the other thing is that it really played into like, this this set of classes plays into my desire to like meet my peers. Nice. Like this, you know, like hanging out with Vincent and, you know, now it's like if I go to Paris, I know where I'm going. Absolutely, good point. If I end up in Nashville, I know who I'm calling. Yeah, you can call me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, totally. Um, What was I going to say? Yeah, so the way I found out about Smode was um, my friend Derek Tidwell, who's actually killing it right now. He's like just creating so much content through Smode. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. And again, I don't know how he learned so fast, but he did. And like, he's killing it, you know? And he's in Nashville? He's in Nashville, yeah. Cool. We actually collaborated with um, uh, a couple other artists on, uh, he was, do- we were doing like an art crawl and we did some more of that portrait mapping. He, um, a different way. It, it was more like abstract art. Uh, mapping and just again creating effects on that and we had like a immersive uh immersive cyclorama yeah uh in in there too which was nice um but yeah Derek's like ro- just rolling out with like content like every day like is he a vj uh yeah but mo- mostly like content creator but yeah he'll definitely be on some gigs and stuff you know cool yeah. I like, you know, VJs are, they come from many different backgrounds, right? right. It's like, you've got like motion graphics VJs, right? Mm-hmm. Who, are, who like kind of come from like the, the content creation right. realm. You've got like, you've got like programmer VJs who <laughs> yeah. come from like, you know, they're like the max MSP touch designer, right, totally. programmatic end of things. Mm-hmm. You've got people who come at it from like an audio background. Yeah, music DJs, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually contemplated like maybe I should be like a DJ because I would just like, <laughs> you know, it's like I feel like I'd actually get more gigs because that's, you know what it's I mean? sad, but it's, it's totally so sad. true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like I actually feel like, you know, it's like I could actually do more to just like play out more with it, you know? It's a struggle. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't have the answer to that because I struggled for like five years trying to like figure out like, how do I VJ? You have a very interesting um, avenue though 
yeah. to pursue, which is this relationship with your boyfriend's band, because mm -hmm. that right there is... Uh, or my boyfriend as an artist, really. Yeah. The ability to, to link up with an established musician mm -hmm. and be the visual end or visual collaborator, that that's huge. Yeah, you know, right, and that, right. Like once you've done that for a while, you can approach any artist. You know, I was always approaching artists and being yeah. like, "Hey, let's collaborate. Let's oh, do right. a thing." Yeah, because you get yeah. Like I mean, for me to be able to have, like again, to be able to do this the symphony, like be an artistic director for a symphony, like you know, it's like really, really nice. You know, yeah. it's really cool. You know. Well, I also find VJing is oftentimes like a stepping stone to to like additional careers mm -hmm. you know like yeah. um a good friend of mine Velo Verkhouse mm -hmm. he is like granddaddy VJ right look yeah. up his name he's like he was there in the 90s he wow. crushed it he's crushing it now mm -hmm. and he is still a VJ mm -hmm. right he's VJ V2 that he's still actively VJing but he's also a producer he's a director Ooh. yeah I mean it's it's the, the connections and the contacts that he's made uh, through his career as a VJ have allowed him to start a company and like become very successful as a visual artist um, that eclipses the, the boundaries of what you'd consider VJing. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? He's totally. like a VJ and so much more. Right. Totally. And you know, he, he's actually the reason I'm out on the West Coast. He, oh, interesting. Like, yeah. When I was dating that girl in Asheville, my partner mm -hmm. and my VJ partner. Oh, uh, well. We got flown out to LA to, to edit for Velo, for like some content for Velo. We just like lived at his house for like oh, a month. Wow, nice. <laughs> he paid us each a grand and we just like edited oh, at a studio. Oh, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's great. You know, it's like that's how, uh, yeah. So that's how you yeah, start like, out. Right. Yeah. I start somewhere, start. Start somewhere, you know, don't necessarily have to start small because, you know, because, yeah, like I've, you know, the cool thing also is like the tech is like you're able to start at a more advanced level and then we just keep building right. from there. It's like because even where I started, it, like I'd have to say that's even a more advanced level than than most or than sure. you know well the fact that you're fucking around with Smode is awesome yeah do you think you're going to use it in live performances oh totally after this? yeah I've, I've already done it so I'll probably just do it to a more um in a deeper way because I was just kind of doing it in a very like shallow way like I was spouting and I was um you know blending some content into into what I already had up there yeah and um but I was basically spouting it into the program I already knew, yep. you know, so. Well, it's, it's great. If you were making content in Mad Mapper, mm -hmm. I don't even know that was possible. So kudos <laughs> to you, but this is going to up your game because oh, now you can, big time. Like the yeah. content creation capabilities, are yeah. that's where I see it as most impressive. Right. And I think yeah. for us, like we'll probably end up using it as a content creation tool. Oh yeah. Same here. Absolutely. Because the LED mapping thing, thing is just not there. Not, yeah. with, not yet with Smode. So. Yeah. But yeah, you'll have to check out. I'll have, we'll have to play with Mad Mapper if you've got like some fixtures around or something already yeah, kind of built up. I do. Yeah, I do. We can like lay it out and you can really see how it works because it's it's really cool. You being able to use um, the lights and the projections through Mad Mapper is wicked. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we have the coolest piece that yeah. uh, that I help light that um, 
kind of like our sister company mm -hmm. built fabricated who like um like an amazing designer here in the scene noah mcginley designed mm -hmm. and uh it couldn't be here for this. I was really trying to get it to, to, to bring it in for this class, but it's this enormous mandala oh, that hangs sweet. against our wall. Oh my gosh. It's all lit. Yes. It's all pixel mapped. It's like, that'll be great. It's the sexiest thing yes. for, for parties. It's so much fun. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Wow. Now I'm super excited. Super stoked. Next time you come back to the Bay. Yeah. It'll be here. Okay. And I'll show it to you. <laughs> oh, it's not here now. <laughs> no, it's not here now. Not here now. Okay. That's cool though. Um, yeah, very cool. But um Yeah. Yeah. Well it's nine o'clock. Sweet. We yeah. Did an hour and a half. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah, I should probably get it's dark. <laughs> yeah, it's I dark. can give you a ride home if you, okay, if you want it. It's okay. <laughs>